Community Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. Hi, everyone. I'm Adam. I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you, Josh, for asking me to be of service. And um, Serenity Sunday, Zoom style, um, when I first got the program, this was like the uh, primetime meeting. Whatever story I told myself about uh, going there and being there, uh, I've completely abandoned. I have no opinion about it now. I had such a a take on what it means to be at Serenity Sunday. And that... uh, that's part of my problem is I have a lot of takes on things and um, and uh, my takes on life and interpretations of life uh, for the most part, a lot of them have been uh, wrong, particularly when uh, it's coupled with obsession and ideas that um, are born from a place of uh, low self-worth and fear and all this stuff that, um, that I get to learn here. Um, how that shapes my ideas and my experiences and ultimately um, brings me to the thing that I do, which is I eat. I'm a, this is, this is my drug. This is my first drug This is my favorite drug um, food. And um, I know what it's like to not be awake and in the obsession and in the food, I know what it's like to start to wake up and still be in the food. And I know what it's like to, um, really be awake um, as part of the experience here um, that we get through um, 12-step living and to have the uh, obsession relieved and to still know that I'm, I, I have the same brain, the same brain that gets me and got me into trouble. So I still wear it. And, um, and I really, really know what it means to be obsessed, right? So I, I know obsession well. And I know the idea that I'm still, still to this day, I still know what it's like um, to try to control life and enjoy life the way I want to. And um, I didn't know, I didn't have any of this language when I came here uh, years ago now. And uh, so I've learned, I've learned how to digest life and food here. And uh, so I'll share a little bit about what brought me here. I was talking about being a slave, obsession with food. Um, I come from a place of doing more, um, of feeling lack, and of just, I'm a big wanter. I have a big appetite for things and experiences. I want to have the experience I want to have. And um, I'm going to get preoccupied. Uh, I have it in me to become very preoccupied to get the experience I want to have. And the best teacher for me to learn about that part of myself was food. And at an early age, um, you know, it just became my drug, right? For whatever reason, who knows, it probably doesn't really matter. Um, For whatever reason, um, I found uh, food and that meant that that I I made it my business to uh, have it as have as much of it as I can um, uh, and thought about it a lot and pursued it a lot. So uh, what does that look like at five years old? 
when you're not awake and you don't and I don't have um, 12 steps and 12 steps in my head and I don't know what it means to have a disease and I don't know what it means that my life is unmanageable. Um, it looks like I'm not awake and it looks like I'm a one track. I'm pretty, pretty determined. And I don't know what, I don't even know what's going on with me. I just know that I have an obsession and that means that I'm thinking about how am I going to have this experience that I want? And then I have a compulsion, which in our language results in an allergic response. Um, and I have an allergy. And once I start that, um, once I set that train in motion, um, that is a disturbing experience, right? It's a great word for it. Disturbing. It's disturbing. I don't, I don't want to watch the footage. I don't want you to watch the footage of what it's like to watch me. Um, it's not something uh, that I want to like, you know, you know, plunk down and, 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 you know, watch it like a movie. I don't want to see that movie. It was disturbing. It was disturbing evening. It wasn't just a few extra, you know, rice cakes. It was, um, it was so determined and frenzied and it had a certain energy to it, um, a determined energy, um, which is, which is only relieved, um, by stuffing my face, right. And getting, and getting that food in. And I started experiencing that at such a young age, it was just normal to me. So I had no idea that my life was so crowded. If you would have asked my six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year old self, and you would have said, you know, you know, what's going on? I, I have no idea, right? You know, fish and water only knows water, right? That's all I knew, right? All I knew is this is just the way it is, is I am having a hard time getting along in the world. I'm having a hard time executing as a person in school, as a sibling, as a friend, right? I'm having a hard time showing up for those things because I'm crowded because I'm making so much room to practice my disease. And uh, so it happened early on. And, um, and what did it look like? I, I, I wanted, I, I think it's important. I really didn't want to have, I didn't want to have bad experiences. I don't believe I had, was on some mission to hurt myself. I don't, I don't think I, I, I wanted to feel pain. Um, if anything, I wanted to feel comfort, right? And I probably wanted to medicate pain. And I didn't want the thing. I wanted things that other, I wanted to be smart, right? I wanted to be likable. I wanted to have attention. I wanted to be validated. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be athletic. I wanted to be so many things, right? I just, um, A, didn't know how to get those things I wanted, right? And B, I didn't know I didn't know that I can't have everything I want the way I want it, right? I didn't know, I didn't know that that was a thing. So I didn't have this playbook of living. So I, every, when it, when it didn't go down the way I wanted it to go down and any, when I had to struggle, when things didn't come easy, I was terribly disappointed. And I was, it, it crushed my spirits to not have the bestest and the mostest of any experience and the, the quick and easy or whatever I wanted. So I learned that to get what I want, right? If I can't just show up and follow the instructions, I'm going to try to make my own rules. So I introduced things like lying and people pleasing and the things we do here, right? To have the, to try to 
step three, get the experience that I wanted, right? And try to manipulate the system to have the experience that I want. And it's a very, very, very self-involved, it was and it is a very self-involved experience of how can I get what I want the way I want it. And um, I was willing to not play by the rules. So what happened is I got attention the wrong way. I got, uh, I did school the wrong way. I mean, that's code for cheating. I, I did relationships the wrong way. I did being a child the wrong way. I just went about it the way I went about it, which is I'm going to get whatever I want, however I want. I don't care. I don't really care as long as I get what I want. And um, that's not a good formula. It's the best one I came up with. And uh, it's all I can come up with. Uh, my young self, I didn't have the best teachers um, or either I didn't have great teachers or I wasn't listening to the teachers I did have. And uh, that resulted in a lot of chaos for me. Um, so I didn't do relationships well, and I didn't do my obligations well, and I had a lot of pain. So what's the story with the God? What does this have to do with food? Eating, eating, eating gets progressively worse, right? Progressive condition that I have, right? Over time, we get, we get worse, right? We don't get better, right? The disease doesn't lose strength, even in recovery, which was such a good thing to know that even though I... I have a, a you know you know some time in recovery. My disease doesn't get it. Um, it's still there. It's still there, ready and available to me. Because because once I'm in that operating system, that's what it does. So my operating system of disease gets me bigger and gets my world smaller, and, and um, gets me lonely, gets me bitter, um, gets me resentful, and has, gives me a whole take on the world. That's through the lens of disease of a wanting, lacking, disappointed, bitter person, right? So that's what it does for me. And I start to, my world gets smaller as I get bigger. And that means my friend, my quality of my friendship suffered, the quality of my participation at work suffers and the participation in my relationships with uh, my wife and my family, all of it suffers when I'm in that disease mindset. And, um, yeah, that's my, that's my story. And the whole time I didn't want to be, so I got, I got, you know, well over a hundred pounds overweight. Right. And I wish I knew how to do the share. I don't know how to show the screen, but suffice it to say, you can see me here. It's good enough. Right. I was, um, I was distorted. My ideas were distorted and my body was distorted, physically distorted. Right. So I was, I was, I was so I'm short and I was just, I was just as wide as I am tall. Right. And I was um, I was physically uncomfortable. You know, when you get to be a hundred pounder, you get the experience of things like breaking furniture and um, and just crap being crowding and having not fitting into spaces. The stuff that comes with that experience is so awful. Right. And you're doing I spent a lot of time trying to compensate and make sure that people didn't notice the obvious. And I was like a. I was ready for you to, I'm thinking to myself, you're going to notice and I'll get you before you get me living in a space of please don't notice me, even though I fill up the room and I don't notice that about me. Notice how smart I am. Notice how capable I am, which I'm not. And that's the, that's me practicing disease, but I didn't want to be that big, right? I didn't want to be that size. I wanted to be, um, 
I didn't, I, I didn't want to be so heavy. It sucks. Right. So I would set on, you know, there goes the mission of trying to fix it. Right. And the problem wasn't the size. The problem was my relationship with the substance. My size was a byproduct. So I thought my problem was my size. What you taught me here is my pro my problem was my substance, and on goes the plethora of experiences of me trying to fix the problem of reducing my size, right? But in, I never thought of it as a substance issue, right? So I, I knew I couldn't have certain substances for a while to get my size down, but I didn't realize that it's the whole problem is my relationship with the substance, right? People who are 100 pounds overweight, for the most part, I think, right, there are certain things I have no business participating in because I don't know how to eat it like a gentleman. So on goes the years of my, I'm getting bigger, my, you know, my life is smaller, and I have an experience where I'm working in a, an internship. Um, I was great at school is the best thing for a guy like me because I can pretend I'm doing well and show up for midterms and finals. And if you just know how to write and take a test, you're, you, can, you can make that look good on paper. At least I thought it looked good, right? <laughs> I thought I can be passable in the world because I'm in school and graduate school, even though I'm suffering and dying on the inside. And I'm married, so I think I'm okay there too. So, but I'm, that's not my, my internal experience. So I work with somebody who uh, was in AA for many years and I'm, on, on, on one side of me. And on the other side of me is somebody who supervised me and trained me was a, a member of Overeaters Anonymous, and um, they watched me. They watched me hurt myself, and they had the gift of not pushing me. So, so the woman I work with said, "I, you know, I think you're an addict." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She let me go. Laughed. You're such an addict. You're such an addict. You joke, right? I'm like, "Okay, whatever." She didn't push me, right? And then the guy, one time, he, I asked him if he knew anything about food. He said, "Yeah, I used to be a hundred pounds overweight." I'm like, get that, get out of here. And I, and I remember asking him and he said, I said, what do you do? What did you do? He said, I never deviate. I said, what does that mean? You don't have frozen yogurt? He's like, nope. And I remember thinking to myself, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Real thin, completely calm, right? And, you know, such a good program. And I thought he doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't want what he has. And he didn't push it. So that's the beauty of this. Nobody pushed me until I was ready to come to them and say, on November 9th, 1998, having thought that I had all the answers, right? I came to this woman who worked next to me on November 9th, and I said, I can't stop eating after an episode where I thought I was on, in the middle of stopping eating, only to find myself doing what we do, going to the, the Ralph's, devouring, bring, buying so much stuff and devouring the bakery section in my car, just devouring it with such... Um, like a praying mantis, right? Like, whoosh, like one after another, you know, you ever see those like insect movies where they're just grabbing their prey, just eating it so fast. So I said, I, I don't know why that was my, my thing. I said, I can't stop eating. And I had gone to Overeaters Anonymous a few times in the years prior. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. I needed to hear it from professionals who work with me. I couldn't hear it from every, from you all. I was too, too arrogant. I couldn't hear that I had a substance problem with food. And um, she said to me, we're going to meetings. And she Five minutes. brought me to me. She brought, thank you. She brought me to a meeting. She asked me to share. She said he wants to share. She wasn't even a member of our program. I learned about abstinence from the guy who works side by side with me. He said, in the matters, in matters related to food, you're fired. 
you've lost any that really made sense to me right really made sense to me when he said he's you know because i was floundering for the first few weeks of overeaters anonymous i shoved some you know i turned 30 i shoved some cake in my pocket and um you know i was all confused when everybody said it was okay <laughs> he said to me that's not okay that's getting drunk and he said in matters of food if you want to be sober here the experience that worked for me was fire yourself do what do what somebody else says who you trust don't do what you think because you're always insert your ideas when it comes to food and that really resonated with me that i need to be fired from being the author of what's good for me in any i should be fired from everything that i think is what's good for me <laughs> right because I, I it's a conflict of interest for me to assess ideas i always my disease is always there right it's like the warden and the prison you know they're they're sort of they're they're co-hosting the, the 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 show doesn't work very well <laughs> right i do really well taking direction and taking ideas uh in life so therein began my journey here um it's been 23 and a half years um i resisted step work at first and that same guy said to me either you're going to eat or you're going to do the step work don't worry about it no pushing and again just like when i had to ask for help with the food i had to ask for help with the steps right and i had to as i do a i still don't do this thing it's just because some one of you who has more experience may say something to me like it's a good idea you'll see if you do it this way it'll be better and i i don't take suggestion like that i usually um get beat up a little with my ideas before i'm willing to have a new idea and i've had a series of um so far in these years that i've been here it's been a series of um my great ideas needing to be smashed <laughs> right one after another as it relates to relationship as it relates to money as it relates to family as it relates to parents as it relates to peers one after another right i have a whole set of new ideas now that i didn't create you told me them you told me them and i had i have a formula of how to challenge my old ideas when i'm ready when i find that i can't do it on my own step one that i have to access power step two right i i can't left to my own devices i come up with my own ideas i need to have a formula of letting go and having the experience of saying i'm willing to take in a new direction i have a formula of processing those things that i'm terrified of and i'm bitter about and i have a formula of how to ask for a new experience in step six and seven and how to clean up the wreckage and more most importantly 10 11 12 the practice the practice is involved right it's the the practice of how to maintain this i'm at a healthy body weight down between 130 and 135 pounds for many years and i have a practice which includes meditation which includes daily writing always talking about the things i don't want to talk about that are weighing on me totally obsessed with something now it's about studying finance i'm so obsessed it's just the way i roll so i love it until it hurts you know and then i got to get a new idea because <laughs> my ideas don't work and uh sharing my fears my people pleasing my resentments right and taking suggesting working with others i have a lot to do with uh, other men who have the burden of 100 pounds or more and are willing to do uh, do what i do and um 
you know, so, so what does that look like? It looks like a, I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better son. I'm a better worker. I'm a better friend. I'm a better sibling. I'm a better citizen. I'm more mature. I'm, I'm running out of great ideas. <laughs> and, uh, and the, you know, I, I would pick me these days. I'd pick me. I'd want me around. And I wouldn't want the guy, the guy who came, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire the guy who walked in. No way. <laughs> right. But I'd hire me today. You get mostly a good product with some entitlement periodically and a little bit of, I can't believe, but then a willingness to be honest, that's really important in real time and not keep secrets. You taught me that here. So, so much of what I've learned, um, uh, I'm most of uh, my whole playbook, even at work, it comes from here. Right. I learned everything here. Um, nothing novel for me. So, I hope that helped. Thanks for letting me share.